So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. Okay, so let's talk about team engagement. Problem. Our people are not doing what we need them to be doing. Okay, this is pretty well everyone's complaint, right? Solution is we have to overmanage. We have to create intentional processes around how we select people, how we communicate with our team, how we train them, and how we retain them. If you don't have a process built around all of these items, then you are going to have the problem of I have team members and they're not doing what I need them to do. Okay. So every business owner wants performance of desired behaviors. We want people to do what they're supposed to do. And everyone understands that building a competitive advantage in the market is dependent on the sustained performance of those desired behaviors. So we have to get people to do what we want them to do. And then we have to sustain that. If we can get people to do what they need to do and keep them doing it, then obviously that's going to be a competitive advantage for our business. Now, employees engage in two ways rationally and emotionally. I think you can get, you know, just just guess that and research backs it up that emotional engagement is significantly more powerful, okay? You cannot reason your way to getting someone to engage, okay? If they are emotionally tied, emotionally connected, if you reach them on that emotional level, they are way more engaged in your business. Commitment to the work, the team, and the organization are the most important factors of engagement. Your team members need to commit to doing the work to their team and to the organization. Okay. And there is a way to do that. Engagement is deeply rooted in the culture of your organization. What kind of a culture do you have in your practice? Now, the leader is the, is a critical conduit to the factors that drive engagement. So it really starts at the top. It doesn't have to be done by you at the top. It just needs to start there. Here's a really cool uh, survey that was done by Gallup a few years ago. Some of you guys have, may have seen this. This is the 12 indicators of engaged employees. I recommend you give this to your team members and have them fill it out. True or false. It's all it is. It's true or false. Okay. So I know what's expected of me at work. Do they know? See, you think that Team members need to be paid more, or need to be friends, or all that stuff. No, people need clarity, okay? They need clarity. They need accountability. They need, they want structure. Structure basically gives them the freedom to determine when they can, you know, where they need to push and where they can relax. Like, discipline creates freedom, okay? So, if you go through these 12 questions, the first one, as I said, uh, I know what's expected of me. I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. At work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. In the past seven days, I've received recognition or praise for good work. Yeah, when was the last time you praised your team members? My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. There is someone at work who encourages my development. At work, my opinions seem to count. Can you see where this is going, right? So if you have your team fill this out anonymously and hand it back, and you have a lot of false checks, we have a problem because here's how this plays out, okay? This is the employee engagement hierarchy. This is from Gallup again. It, this is, goes right back to the 12 questions. So these are the 12 questions here. 
And this is how they relate to the engagement hierarchy. So at the very bottom is basic needs. So if you go back to the survey, I know what's expected of me, I have the right equipment, and I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. That's just basic needs, okay? That just gets them out of the gate. Then we get into management support, like I, I'm recognized, people care about me, uh, my development is considered here. Then we start getting into teamwork, where my opinions count, there's a mission and purpose I can identify with, and quality is something that is uh, encouraged. I have a best friend at work. Then we have, so we, we are engaged with the team. We're engaged with management. Now growth, okay? If, if, by the way, if these other things aren't in place, you're never going to get here. You're never going to get teamwork and you're never going to get growth, okay? Growth is now progress and learning and growing and being developed as an employee, as a team member, as a person. So this is just like you probably remember from school, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So if we don't get past step one, you're never going to get step two, step three, step four. These things go in order, okay? This is probably one of the most critical things I can tell you about your team. By the way, if you've never looked at it this way, you'll be surprised, but that's okay. It's a good problem. Now you know, go fix it, okay? I'm not gonna, I'll tell you straight up, this is not an overnight fix, but when you get it right, it changes everything, okay? So you've gotta get people past this basic, and a lot of people think, well, you know, I do this, I do this, this is enough. Yeah, this is enough if you just want basic employees who are just going to do, you know, they're, they're clock punchers. If you want people to engage, you've got to push them up the pyramid. And it takes a little bit of energy, but it's really just a systemized, concerted effort, a process, something that can be put in place and monitored. It doesn't require you dragging people uphill every day. Okay, this can be just a process that's put in place and monitored. So a lot of people like to run their practice this way. Um, I don't recommend that, although you might feel that way some days. It's because we have not put in place the process for building a structure around culture and team improvement. So why are your employees not performing the way you want them to? So are you hiring the right people? Are you training them correctly? Are you communicating with them effectively? I've just told you all this just as a reminder, okay? Are you caring for them the way they need to be cared for? So are we paying attention to those 12 questions and the pyramid of engagement? So here's what your team engagement is like. You're going to say, well, my team is highly engaged. I know they are. Everyone's going to, if I asked 200 people in the room and I've done this, how many of you believe that all of your team members are highly engaged? A lot of hands go up, but here's the reality. It's a bell curve, okay? Most of you are right here in the middle, neither fully engaged or fully disengaged. They're just somewhere in the middle, okay? So the reality is, we need to shift our team culture to the right where we have more engagement. If you do that, it's it's not like, you know, if I double my engagement, I'm gonna double my practice. It, you said, this is a multiplier. This is exponential on the bell curve. If you can dramatically increase your engagement, you can 10X your practice, okay? So the 100X factor I talk about is the value of a highly engaged employee. A really highly engaged employee is like, three or four other employees, okay? You know you have this, all of you have had this experience, right? You have a really engaged employee and that person can literally do the job of two or three other people, okay? If you lost that person, now it's like you just never reach that level again. So, you know, the paying attention to your engagement is not optional. So, desired behaviors, we talked about this already, I just mentioned it, but what is it? So, desired behaviors are the observable manifestation of your culture. They reflect the values and beliefs that members 
of your organization's share. So desired behaviors need to be observable, measurable, so they're there most of the time, and something that is coachable. So if your culture equals the desired behaviors, i.e. your team members are delivering the behavior that you need them to deliver, and that becomes your culture, and your desired behaviors determine your results, then culture equals results, and that is absolutely true. The culture you create determines the results you get, bottom line. Company legacy and heritage is an important factor. Does your team know who you are, where you came from, and what the practice story is? Do they know why you got into dentistry, what you care about, what the, you know, the, if they're a new employee, what has the office done in the community? What's your positioning? Why do they, why should they care? Right? What do you stand for? Because values drive behavior. So if you don't have core values and a, a reason why that you're very clear about with your team, then how can they get behind that and shift their behavior? Language and symbols, you know, what, what does your team connect with in the office? What is your culture like in terms of, you know, do you have things that you say or things that you do that are specific to your business? What about traits and behaviors? So, you know, does everyone make eye contact? Do we have service that differentiates? You know, what are those desired behaviors and how can we get people moving in that direction? I'll give you an example. So having core values. These are the core values that we had in our practice, okay? And this is something that we emphasized on a, on a daily basis, okay? Everyone was able to recite these and we baked them into everything we did. If you don't have core values, then how do people know what you stand for? This is our reason why, okay? This is why we do what we do, why we get out of bed in the morning and why we congregate in the office and do what we do as a dental team. If you're not clear about this, see if the team doesn't know that you know, what they do changes the reality in your community and that it affects, you know, not just the doctor, but the community, the patients, their family, and themselves, then it's hard for them to get behind what you need them to do. And you're never going to get the desired behavior. So be very, very clear on your why. So you probably have heard uh, Simon Sinek's TED Talk by now on why. Uh, Start with why it's called. He wrote a great book that's called Start with Why. And, you know, his famous quote was, people buy why you do something, not what you do, okay? They don't buy the thing that you do, they buy why you do it. And it's the same with your team. Your team doesn't just show up because you do dentistry, they show up because of why you do it. They stay with you because of why you do it, what you stand for, okay? And how it differentiates from from other offices, Okay, so your best employees, if you really think about it, they exhibit the desired behaviors. So desired behaviors equals the desired culture. So the primary goal of management is to attract and retain employees who reflect your desired culture. How do you hire, right? First person who applies for an ad, are you attracting the people who reflect your culture? So all systems and processes must reflect the culture. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.